Welcome to Origin Points. So excited to be back with you. It's been a year, huh? Um, yeah, it has been a year. That's crazy. A lot has happened in a year, that's for sure. Um, what have you been up to this past 365 days? I mean, geez, I have been a busy potter. I can't even, I can't even wrap my mind around the amount of changes in my studio. Um, my life has, has been pretty stable personally. Uh, not a whole lot has changed in the life of Ben and Heidi and Carver. Um, ben has started a new job in, in the last 365 days. He's now a union carpenter, which is super exciting for us. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, otherwise, like, I mean, this COVID thing has been pretty crazy. Uh, I, I moved into working from home and will permanently work from home for my current position. So we'll see, we'll see what happens there. Uh, but you know, otherwise, like the big, the biggest things have been just studio life, just bigger orders and um, more confidence there. But I, I think you've got, you've had a tumultuous and heartbreaking, but also crazy year with work and everything else. Uh, I don't want to like jump into my questions, but I think this is a good segue into my questions for yeah, you, actually. Definitely. Um, so. As I was saying, it's been one heck of a year of challenges and changes and everything for you. Um, if you want to like go into that a little bit, but I want out of that conversation to come out, what was the biggest thing that has changed your landscape um, for what you look at for you know career or personal? Well, um, so it was uh, March of 2019 when we lost my dad unfortunately and um that was a huge setback for me and the uh it, it was just kind of hard to cope with the fact that like the guy that inspired you to do a lot of the things that you do or like the interests that you have like woodworking and um just electronics things like that you know it, it, was, mm. it was really tough because um and it still is uh to to kind of get back into those hobbies because all of those things always remind me of my dad and um it's kind of a it's, it's a double-edged sword right like it's it's tough that it reminds me of him because i always think like what was his what would his commentary be on what we're what i'm doing right now um but at the same time it's kind of nice to do the things that we used to do together um and get to maybe share that a little bit with uh you know other people that uh, i've found online like um you know, just uh, just through Instagram or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I haven't been as active um, on social media in the past year, just because uh, it's ups and downs with it, with everything uh, on that front. But um, that's also kind of with that. I've also also I've had I've gotten a new job in this past year, and that has taken a ton of my time as well. So kind of throwing myself into my uh, my career. Has um has taken up a lot of my time, which uh, doesn't leave as much time to do um, my own shop or hobby stuff that I want to do, and it's kind of been relegated to just the weekends or evenings if I even have a chance yeah. in the evenings. But just keeping busy with all kinds of stuff, the you know, 
the family's growing. We got a two-year-old and a four-year-old now, and um, <laughs> it like blows my mind, man. D- yeah, I, just looking at the so many changes. Yeah, uh, your 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 living situation changed too. Like you moved. No, I, well, so I think we were in this. I think we were still in this house. We haven't moved yet, so this is the same. Okay. This is the same house that we. I think we. I was. We were still in. Uh, we had just right, moved we were in. The big, up. Either yeah, I think we had just moved moved into this house when we wrapped up season one. So uh, this is still the same house, and we've got this house through next summer. And um, I don't know. We're gonna see what uh, what that kind of. If we're gonna stay here longer than that, uh, we really like the house. It's a little big. It's probably the only complaint, you know, because we don't use, uh, we don't really just need this amount of square footage. Um, yeah. But the, having the having the shop is nice, like as a detached garage. But I, I think we could do with uh, an attached garage or something like that. So, um, but it's a good location. It's not too bad to commute for my work. Um, it's a little far from my wife's new job. She just got a new job actually right before the pandemic. She got hired and then like, it was like the very next week they're like, yeah, we're laying everybody off. <laughs> but, so many changes. But in, in the end, it wound up working out pretty good. She likes it a lot. Um, good. Uh, so for right now, I, th- I think it's a good it's a good fit. And then, um, uh, but this is a good, good place because it's, like I said, it's close to my job, somewhat close to her job. It's close to my in-laws, and it's relatively close to my mom. And uh, with my dad passing, we've been checking in with her and, and visiting her a lot more and uh, kind of helping her around the, the property there and just, um, you know, taking care of dad's tools too. You know, I go over there once in a while, make sure everything's uh, still working. We use it for what yeah. odds and ends we have to do around the house there. And um, you know, fixing the mower, stuff like that. You know, all those, all those fun chores. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, um, that's uh, that's been my year. Is just kind of a crazy ups and downs, and then uh, just when I thought it was gonna get more normal, twenty twenty happened. <laughs> so, you know, that's all right. I'm not, I, I'm not too worried about yeah. it. It'll twenty twenty has to come to a close sometime, right? Oh man, let's hope it closed on an upswing because it came in like crazy, crazy town. Yeah. So, so with all of those changes, uh, you had mentioned, or, well, I was asking like with all of those changes, like what was the biggest thing that shifted your landscape? Uh, definitely my dad passing, just like, it just kind of puts different things into perspective, you know, because you, when you realize the mortality, you know, of your loved ones and yourself and stuff like that. You just kind of, it really, it really puts things in a different perspective, especially when you, when someone that, um, I mean, he died pretty young. He was, uh, um, he had just turned 66 before he passed. And so, uh, when, when you think about it, that's relatively young for this day and age. A lot of people live well into their eighties or nineties. And, um, so just kind of thinking about that in that respect, it, it, it just, it, it shifts your viewpoint, I guess, so to speak, because originally sure. you think you have so much time to do so many things or uh, you're going to get to see somebody grow into an old, you know, old fart that is real cranky. Um, you know, so, but, but <laughs> not, you know, having that shift definitely makes you, makes you think and uh, makes you kind of realize that we're not always guaranteed the, uh, you know, the average or the, you know, what you think you're going to have. <laughs> so, Oh yeah. Yeah. I think, um, with a, with a parent passing probably is one of the things that as children, it's, it's our worst fear. 
And then when you have kids, your your worst fear is something happened to your kids, right? Yeah. Um, so like the, that is a, a huge shift in thinking when anything like that happens. And for your dad to be so young and you having so many aspirations, you know, that involved him, I'm sure really, really changed your trajectory, but also looking at your own mortality probably um, got a lot more intense, right? And so you're looking at like, what have I done in my life so far? And what do I want to accomplish with, you know, whatever time I might have left? Oh, definitely. Yeah. One of the things that um, him and I talked about before he passed was, you know, like, uh, he was like, you know, you definitely, you need to go get, cause he was a kind, kind of your stereotypical guy of like, I'm not going to the, I don't need to go to the doctor, you know, like nothing hurts. I'm fine. And, um, that kind of bit him in the ass. <laughs> so, so that was one of the things that he was telling me, he's like, you definitely need to go, you know, get a regular family doctor, go get checked out once in a while, even if nothing's wrong. And so I promised him before my 30th birthday that that's what I would do. I would go and, uh, you know, just kind of get a general checkup and make sure that everything's kind of working the way it should and whatnot and get some blood work done. And um, so I made sure to do that, like, you know, last week. <laughs> so, you know, procrastination is, is nothing yeah. with me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, well, let's let's remind our, our listeners that we share a birthday. We do. And so uh, my birthday will be is July 2nd, which is hopefully when this is coming out. <laughs> That's the anticipation. Yeah. And uh, that'll be, be my big 3-0. And, um, you know, like I said, I, that was one of the things I told him before I turned 30, I'd go kind of get checked out, make sure everything's going all right. And, and every every two to five years or whatever, kind of keep checking back in, even if, you know, just get your regular health checkup and stuff like that. So that's, um, that's, that's been the big thing that I've got going on. Like I said, that was probably the big thing that shifted my, uh, my view in kind of my trajectory. Yeah, I, I can, I can just imagine. I mean, I, both my parents are living, um, and I think, you know, anybody in your close circle passing away really, you know, can shake you to your core. I remember when my, my good friend Lindsay passed away, it was like, that was definitely a, a shaking point where it was like, um, excuse my friends, but shit or get off the pot, right? Like, yeah. if I want to do I need to be um, persistent in my endeavors and not just procrastinate. Because like you said earlier, you know, we, we aren't guaranteed tomorrow. And um, I think that definitely made me look at my career differently. It made me look at what Ben was doing differently. It, it made me decide on whether or not to have a child. Um, you know, the, I mean, those are, those are huge things that when you're faced with those circumstances that can really bring out the best in you or, or make you depressed. And I'm glad to hear that, you know, it's kind of inspired you more than anything. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely a roller coaster, right? Like, it's not uh, it's one of those things. Like, you know, you have your good days, you have your bad days, and um, I, it feels as though like I'm definitely on the I'm on the I'm on the uptick now um, because I mean, we him and I were really close. We like I said, we shared a lot of similarities, and so that's that's kind of been one of those things of just like there 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 are some good days. There have been. Uh, fewer good days this past year but i think that's that it really seems like it's starting to change like 
ironic with all of the craziness that's going on in the world of like, hey, stay home, make sure you don't visit you know, anybody, stuff like that. Um, wear masks everywhere you go, all that crazy stuff. And then, uh, but overall, I feel like I'm having more good days than bad days. Um, you know, just kind of uh, taking in the, um, uh, the, the, just kind of rem- reminding myself of like the things that we shared in common and that we enjoyed doing together and uh just kind of trying to uh stay true to those different crafts you know and, and carry on what i've learned from him and hopefully like pass it on to my sons and stuff like that so that that's 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 where i'm at right now and um you know i'm sure there's some more days ahead that'll kind of suck but for the most part it's it's getting better and like you said just kind of getting invigorated to uh make an impression on uh the things that i do you know and and want to kind of like leave behind so to speak whether um that's physical things or you know like virtual things or content or whatever that that kind of stuff it's just kind of like all of these things that um i want my kids to eventually come across and be like huh that was my dad when he was 30 (laughs) like because eventually i'll be the grumpy old fart that you know Uh, i mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) but who knows you don't have to like when you're old you don't have to be grumpy you can be the joyful yeah joyful old guy i think it just depends on how much pain you're in when you get older (laughs) i'm sure yeah i mean depends on how stubborn you want to be and how you know if you're dealing with uh, achy joints and whatnot all the time <laughs> and, oh, what, and what and what happens gosh. to be yeah what happens to be legal in respective states you know to alleviate said joint pain yeah <laughs> well i mean pennsylvania it's legal to alleviate your joint pain with certain substances that are more natural say, than others they're getting there here in texas uh cbd passed and so that like we had like 30 cbd shops pop Gateway. up <laughs> That's the gateway. <laughs> that's, that's uh, Pennsylvania is now looking at making it recreationally available. So we'll see. Um, we'll see if there's a John Prine song about uh, having an illegal smile. <laughs> and it, it always brings joy to me when I listen to it. That's funny. Yeah. Do you have, uh, do you have a, a question for me? Yeah. Um, what's Whitehall pottery? <laughs> what's di- Whitehall pottery? You want yeah. dive into that a little bit? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So in 2019, I was approached to start selling my pottery in a store. If you guys remember, it was Love Pittsburgh. And as my product grew, they wanted me to maybe rebrand to something that sounds more high end. I'm really sorry. My my child is in the background. (laughs) No worries. Uh, So what's really exciting about it was they really pushed me to look at what that was going to look like. So Slap Stuff Together is a very fun name for a YouTube channel or for uh, Carver and I, or Ben and I, sorry. (laughs) So, um, you know, what evolved was that they wanted something that kind of fit their store so they're a local gift shop and i started exploring like what do i name myself do i name myself bridge pottery do i name myself um pittsburgh something and i'm like you know there's already a pittsburgh pottery i can't compete with them they're very very good um 
I, I don't want to be too close to their name. Uh, Bridge Pottery just felt like it didn't really speak to our region. It just was, you know, we're the city of bridges, but um, I, I just was brainstorming for a while and realized that Whitehall was a, a pretty, pretty nice name. And it's the um, municipality that I live in, in Pennsylvania. Oh, cool. So, yeah. So I decided to go with Whitehall Pottery because it spoke to a region in Pittsburgh. Uh, so it kind of fit with what Love Pittsburgh was looking for me um, as an artist of theirs. And it also allowed me to kind of explore my new maker mark. Um because of course, you know, when you rebrand, you kind of need to start looking at what are my brand colors? What is what is my logo going to be? And then ultimately what led into what is my maker mark? And I liked the idea of bridges. So I just incorporated that into my maker mark. And then Ben and I kind of sat down and thought about what the logo would look like because we still wanted it to be uh, a sub brand to slap stuff together. So we didn't want to move too far away from that look and feel. Uh, so the logo is still a square. It still has the same font that Slap Stuff Together has, and it has a center uh, knockout white vector element, which is just a mug with a bridge in the center of it. And um, that's kind of how Whitehall Pottery came to be, and the, the reason that it broke off separate uh, the reason that I broke off an Instagram specifically for it was so that I could share more pottery-centric videos and not overwhelm the Slap Stuff Together community with just me and my pottery because I feel like what Ben and I built together wasn't pottery-centric and I didn't, I didn't want to take away from that um, experience with Slap Stuff Together. So there's the separate... Whitehall Pottery Instagram as well. Cool. Yeah, I've been really, I've been following along with that, and I know my wife is like, she's always telling me about it because she's she, she's, <laughs> she watches it so closely, and um, she's yeah. like, she's like, oh my gosh, you see what she's doing? Do you see this? Do you see this, this cool pattern and stuff like that? So, um, yeah. it's been really cool to to follow along and um and and see both of the Instagram pages and have that that kind of separation so you can see um. Like you said, it's not as, as flooded on the slap stuff together, but you can still see a lot of the cool details of the pottery stuff. So I think it's been working out really yeah. well. I, you know, I've, it's been a lot of fun because it's, there's a lot of different people that are interacting with Whitehall pottery than I think were for slap stuff together. Um, slap stuff together, if I looked at the, um, the demographics that were coming through, it was mostly like 35 to 60 year old men. Uh, but Whitehall Pottery is trending more towards like 20 to 35 female, uh, which, you know, when you're when you're looking at an audience and, and how you want to present it, uh, that's that's really interesting to hit two different audiences with the two different Instagrams. And um, our business model has always been mainly on slap stuff together, like custom order pieces, whereas um, Whitehall Pottery, I'm, I'm doing a lot more batch work. And then whatever I want to make, I just, I post to my own website and sell that in bulk, you know, like yeah. I'll, I'll make like 60 pieces during a three month span. I'll post them all one night. And I mean, you experienced it. I, I sold out within an hour of, of posting the work 
the when was that march something like that yeah it was like it was like like right when they told us to start staying home and i know again my wife was like oh my gosh heidi's posting these pieces for sale <laughs> i was like well let's grab a couple <laughs> of them so we um uh, i think we got four pieces um we got a, yeah a, yeah a few pieces for ourselves and then i got one for my for my mom it was around mother's day i think or pretty yeah, or right it before was mother's day it was incredible because I thought, oh, you know, maybe a few of my pieces will sell and then, you know, that'll pay for the clay for the, all the experimentation. Um, I did not expect the amount of pieces to sell that did. I mean, I had, I think, like 30 packages I had to send. I was about to say, out. I bet you were pretty overwhelmed with the, the shipping <laughs> right afterwards. <laughs> you know, a lot of makers talk about, like, I want to make things and I want to sell products. Um, and, and that's that's a great goal but i i did not anticipate the the number of hours that i spent just wrapping pieces in bubble wrap and um sealing them up in boxes and with pottery it's it's even more um scary because there's a chance that even if you put fragile on the side of the box um somebody's just going to kick your box or throw it into somebody's um into somebody's porch which i unfortunately did happen with a couple of pieces and you just kind of have to swallow swallow the loss and remake the piece yeah i was, was going to say it's, it's still on my docket to glue up my mug that i received from you i i it's been sitting here with a package of like the the clear epoxy on top of it for like a year and a half now <laughs> and i've got like this big long to-do list and that's that's it's not only on my to-do list it's on my desk right in front of me so i always have to see it and it reminds me like oh i should do that like <laughs> but yeah I've, I've unfortunately experienced that too just you know you put all the time and effort into it and then <sighs> chipping <laughs> do you have any other yeah i go ahead oh it's crazy yeah Go ahead. What was your What was your oh, question? I was gonna say, did you have another one to fire off at me, or? I do. Yeah, I have. Uh, I have another one. Um, so we haven't spoken uh, really to this length in since we stopped recording last year. Uh, who has been your biggest influence in the last year? Like, who are you watching? Who are you meditating to? Like, who Who's keeping oh, you your head above water? All right, stay with me. There's, <laughs> so um, I like woodworking, of course, and um, I like uh, I, I've played uh, Dungeons and Dragons in the past, and back when I was in late in high school, early um, uh, college, and um, ju just out of high school, and uh, so I kind of have gotten back into playing that. Uh, few of my uh, my cousins cool. my cousin's friends have kind of we all decided hey we should wh while we're stuck inside we should play some uh, D D, and so i got elected as dm because i had the most experience which you know i don't mind it's just a lot of little extra work and so i've been super interested in uh dungeon and dragons is considered a tabletop role-playing game for those who may not be familiar and uh tabletop role-playing games there's so many different ones there's like star wars ones there's steampunk ones and dungeons and dragons can uh it can be as uh fantasy or non-fantasy as you really want it to be and um so so because i'm like into the tabletop role-playing stuff and i love woodworking there's uh I, I came across this uh this channel uh called worm life and some people may be familiar with it and some people may not be familiar with it but worm life is a uh pretty 
crude documentary style um, of Wormwood, which is a tabletop role play. It's they they are quality tabletop role playing um, accessories. So it's like super niche, I guess, this be, or niche or however you pronounce it. But they um, so they do uh, you know like. The, for Dungeons and Dragons, you typically have multiple dice that you use. Uh, polyhedral dice, as they're t- commonly referred to, you get 20, 12, 10, 10 sided dice, uh, down to f- a four sided die. And um, with these dice, uh, a lot of people buy, like, and I'm not even kidding you, $100, $200 sets of die. And they're usually like gemstone, precious gemstone, stuff like that. Um, there are really specific resin or, or, or glass. Um, I personally don't have any glass sets or anything like that. That's kind of crazy and they're super easy to chip. But with those, they sell, they do sell some dice because they partner with a dice company, but they sell a lot more, um, dice, uh, vaults is typically what they do. So they have these, um, like hex of dice vaults and they have these um dice trays and dice towers that you can roll dice with i i I mean it's just all these different accessories that go with tabletop role-playing games and um what's really cool about it is they they document themselves on youtube and i think they just finished up season four and they're about to start season five and it follows them from a couple of guys in a garage wood shop that are just trying their best right like it or it, i think it's actually three it was three guys that started it and um they they put together their 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 first few systems and their first few pieces and they did kickstarters and now they're on kickstarter like number 14 or something uh, it's crazy and um these yeah. guys have just been really they've been they've been hard at it for like you know five or six years but um these seasons so to speak really kind of they wrap up and they follow major points in the business not necessarily any kind of timetable of years or anything and um so they they have gone from a garage workshop to a bigger workshop to now they've moved into a large warehouse and um and when i say large warehouse it's massive it's up there in massachusetts actually if i remember correctly and um it's just awesome and they, they make tables as well like like really high-end gaming tables and um so i've been really following them a lot and they've been super inspiring to me because um i really like the cohesive team that they have and they're very eccentric like with their personalities so i like i like i like that because i like the the different mindsets that people have in their company and i like following along with them uh because they have you know the guy that's running the ceo of the company and the designer and all these different roles and i just i like all their input and i also just really love their product and kind of like their whole business philosophy i like it but their their product is just it's awesome to me because it's a system and um those kind of companies have always really interested me like lego and stuff you know they build a system ikea and these systems that they build they work cohesively together with all of their products and that's just kind of a that's to me that's a really cool like business model and idea and uh, they just did a a a launch of a a new product that they have it's called like the hero vault where it holds um up to three sets of dice and a little minifigure because a lot of people that play DD they like to have their own little hero uh 3d figure that they bring t- every week with them to a like an in-person table session so um and i 
I mean, that that's who I've been following. That's been super ins- inspiring to me lately because just like I said, the, 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 the whole aspect of it, the fact that they're on YouTube and they're a woodworking company and they're really like progressive with their, um, the way they treat their employees. Uh, it's just overall, it's pretty cool. I really like it. Um, is, is, that that's my big spiel of, of that. I highly recommend it to anybody that that's into those things. Even if you're not, I mean, I, I think that any kind of it's really inspirational. To just watch the way they work. That's awesome. It's it's always fun to see a team be able to be cohesive because I I don't think most of us in our daily work environments really feel that kind of camaraderie with our our coworkers. Um, but like when it's a bunch of buddies that get together and they're like, we want to do this thing and we really have great chemistry and we care about each other's ideas. Let's put it into practice is, is super exciting. How about you? Uh, who's, who have you been, um, inspired by lately? Any like big projects in this past year that you've really admired? Uh, wow. Um, (laughs) I'm trying to think. There's been so many people that on Instagram, I'm like, holy cow, holy cow, how are you doing this? Um, one one guy that in particular that I really enjoy following is John the Potter. Uh, he's out of the Midwest and he decided this year to ask his YouTube followers and his community on Instagram to help him fund building his own studio Um, basically what he did was he had a garage that already existed and he hired a company to come in and move the garage footprint over into an area that made more sense and then they just they like craned the um the garage itself and moved it onto a new cement slab so he could have like heated floors and a facility that he could work in um all year rounds, including like when it got sub degrees in, in the area he's in. Um, the guy owns a coffee shop and he makes pottery for his coffee shop. So that's really interesting to me, like how he's diversified his income in order to be, you know, a full-time potter and have somewhere to sell his work. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's, it's super inspiring. And then his, his YouTube videos are fun. He's a little bit like cartoony, you know, like, his, his uh, thumbnails are him making goofy faces with his pieces, um, but he also puts out like ASMR videos, which in the Potter community, those are a big deal because you seem to get a lot of traction um, outside of the community with those. So, uh, you know, like following him gives me a whole lot of ideas about different things I can experiment with. And, you know, Jake, I, I don't feel like as a Potter, I've really, found my form or found my technique that speaks to uh, me personally or me as an artist so uh, it's always fun for me to like see how these other artists are, are doing you know experimentation and making it work yeah. but uh, it you know what what I'm even more interested in is people like Annabelle Traits continue to just impress the crap out of me um people like uh uh, jimmy duresta and and those guys who have been on top of their game for years and are still making strides and changing things you know they're not they're still fearless in what they're doing they don't as much as they care about their community they still like they are the most important part of their story 
and it's it's really fun to to see that people can continue to grow as individuals but also keep their momentum um within the community oh yeah i i i completely can agree with that like i've really enjoyed watching i've, I've actually over the past few months i've really enjoyed seeing a lot of different makers responses to just like um how things have changed for them in their routines but also how they persevere through that i think that's been a really interesting thing because for a lot of people it didn't affect how they did stuff you know jimmy Duresta works in a shop usually by himself not a big deal for him to kind of you know quarantine so to speak and then uh but yeah for, for other people like like uh, bob claggett um you know they had a small team that they would get together and all and, and so it was interesting to kind of see follow along and see how they um you know what overcame you know having to having to quarantine and keep the team separate and stuff like that and it was really interesting to see a lot of the creators who have a, a full-time uh, like camera operator now go back to well this is how i used to do it <laughs> you know it was that was definitely mm. something that was interesting to me to see a, you know a lot of people kind of get back to their roots so to speak and and because they, they were almost forced to but uh that was that was an interesting uh few months yeah yeah I, de I definitely my studio has suffered a little bit because i i was so used to having people come over and learn uh and that's inspiring in and of itself is having people that have never played in clay before working in clay uh so you know i, I lost a little bit of energy there probably about april april's where i, I think i hit my wall with um being secluded. I, I'm not like a lot of makers where I, I'm completely fine being by myself all the time. I'm an extrovert. I mean, if that's all. Uh, so <laughs> I really, I, I hit a moment where I was just kind of like, I miss having other people in my studio. I miss, you know, experimenting with different forms and shapes and, and talking it through with uh, students that come into my studio. Or, you know, even even just the act of dropping off products to a client who who ordered it and getting their firsthand reaction uh, when they're holding the piece and, and looking it over, um, I couldn't do that. And and so I had to find joy and, and find purpose and find excitement in other things the last few months. It's starting to get back to normal in Pennsylvania, though. Yeah. We, uh, they, go ahead. The East Coast was seemed to be hit with it much earlier than um, other parts of the country. So what we endured with like the um, required shutdowns and restaurants not being open and not being able to go to stores and having to wear masks and everything, we've endured it uh, for the most part uh, in in Pennsylvania, and we're just starting to open back up. But Thank you. you guys are. You guys are in the, in what we were probably in April. Yeah, so I think I think down here, I think just my personal opinion, I think that they just tried to uh, reopen a little too too soon because I feel like we we got hit and there was a there was a good reaction from most of the state of Texas and um, especially since Louisiana right off the bat was not doing so great um, and so that was the big fear is that a lot of people traveling from Louisiana would uh, come to like Houston and it would just spread like wildfire and um, so they did a lot of early like uh, 
shelter in place, quarantine and all that. And, and they shut down a lot of businesses. And I think that they were trying to open all that back up a little too quickly. I mean, I even saw it firsthand where I'm working now. Um, a lot of people just trying to get back to normal and get back into the office. And then uh, here we are a few weeks later. And, um, you know, I mean, unfortunately, they're they're talking about shutting things down again. And they're, they're being real strict on... Um, even though they've opened up restaurants or restaurants i think are at 50 percent capacity and and bars um they're really starting to pull licenses on those who aren't complying because there's been a lot of bars as soon as they could open back up they weren't following the 25 or 50 percent capacity rules right. that they had in place they were pa- i mean like you could look on any kind of social media like snapchat or periscope and you could see they were packed to the brim <laughs> and it was like that you can't walk through this bar. How is that for 25% capacity? <laughs> you know, like, so, uh, unfortunately I think a lot of people were just yeah, it, ready to celebrate way too soon. <laughs> so, and we're, we're paying for that consequence now. And, um, it, it is what it is. I mean, I'm, I am an extrovert, I think myself to a degree. Um, so I, I definitely like, uh, you know, going, uh, going out, doing things, interacting with people. Like you said, I really like that. Those like the reactions from people, especially like for, uh, in my day job now, uh, I, I really like getting to be involved in projects and go and meet with clients and things like that. Even though I do a lot more drafting and design work, um, being able to go and do that kind of stuff is a lot of fun. But of course, a lot of that's now restricted because of everything going on. So it, it's been it's been interesting to try to find those outlets elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, with COVID and everything, I I think people are driving less and they aren't listening to as many podcasts. And I know that I've kind of put podcasts to the side a little bit. Um, You and I talked about doing Origin Point 2.0 or, you know, whatever we want to call it. We haven't (laughs) quite decided. Uh, but I think the, the reason that we decided to get together tonight and, and talk through, you know, where we've been and what we've been doing is that we wanted to get an idea of whether or not there is momentum for us to do a season two for Origin Point and kind of get an idea of who everyone would like us to kind of talk to about where they got their start. There are a lot of existing podcasts out there that visit with major players in a lot of industries but I, you know I'm excited to talk to some new folks and get to know and and be inspired by new people um, but just the, the point of today was to put out there that we're interested in doing a, a season two and I don't know what what kind of feedback do you are, are you hoping for Jake? Yeah, I think that I would just definitely like to see if there is an interest in a season two. I mean, I know, like you said, right now, uh, the whole, a lot of people listening to podcasts is kind of, I think a lot, there's two factors. One is a lot lot of listeners have kind of dropped off on podcasts because they're not driving as much. There's not the commute. So um, that's one factor. And then the other factor is I have seen so many new podcasts in the past month or two months that I can't even I can't count on one or two hand, either of my hands like how many I've seen right. it's crazy um, because a lot of these actors and everything are kind of they're pulling back I've seen the Scrubs one and there's one for community and there's all these TV shows they've uh, they put out podcasts as like kind of watch along 
commentary type podcasts and stuff. Yeah, but, um, I, which are fun, right? Yeah, it's interesting. I've I've listened to a few of them. Um, it kind of I, I I typically put them on in the background while I'm working from home, just so that way I have like something playing, because um, you can only listen to the same music for so long. And, um, right. even if I don't pay attention to the podcast 100%, it's still, it's interesting to hear, you know, little bits and pieces, but, uh, I think I would be interested to know, like, what kind of, not only like, maybe, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to hear what people would like to see. It'd be interesting to, to see the type of people our listeners would like to hear from, like, whether that's, uh, somebody getting in into a field that's new or somebody that has a lot of experience or what fields i think that would be kind of a better thing of like if somebody could say hey i you know i don't know anything about xyz or i've heard about this or that and um we could kind of seek mm-hmm. somebody out in that industry and 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 talk to them and whether that's somebody who's been in the industry for 35 years or that's somebody who's been in the industry you know for less than a year i think it'd be super interesting to uh get their perspectives or maybe both you know maybe we find two people in the same field and talk to both of them in one episode and just kind of get each of their perspectives it'd be interesting to find somebody it'd be interesting to find somebody that has 45 years in an industry and somebody that has two and, yeah. and be able to talk to them about like okay well let's pretend that you are the older self <laughs> yeah and you're the new the the, the fresh you know rookie Let's let's compare notes. Yeah, I would. I Older would, self. I would love to do that. Yeah, and I would I, because I mean, not only you know does the years of experience have something to do with it, but I think it would be super interesting to hear how the technology has changed. Because I mean, definitely. Oh my gosh! De- yeah, like in your industry sure. and mine, that's definitely one of the big things, right? I mean, like drafting forty years ago was not done in CAD, you know, or maybe very preliminary versions of CAD but now I mean it's the only the only way to draft anything these days is either a quick sketch on a napkin or you're drawing it in a full full-fledged program right so um it I mean to me to me that would be super interesting to hear from like different perspectives of um you know from the same the same line of work yeah, just looking at what Ben's experiencing right now. So this week was his first week with the union, and he is paired up with a guy who has 43 years of experience. So when he entered the union, they didn't have the training facility. And so he was like, what did you do? What was last week? I don't understand. So, <laughs> um, you know, that, that got my gears thinking, especially when, you know, you were reaching out. So, uh yeah, so I'm excited for for season two of the podcast. I'm excited to see what develops there. Uh, Jake, thanks so much for reaching back out and and you know seeing what the litmus test said. You know, are, should we do this again? Um, I'm in. Are you in? Yeah, I'm in. I, I say we just we see if we get some listeners who are in, and if those three people say yes, then let's get some people on and we'll we'll talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. I've I've already got some people in mind, so I'll be I'll be sending out notes to see if people are interested. Um, but again, just super excited. You know, every, anybody can hit us up over email uh, or you know social media as needed. Yeah, definitely. If if you have found this episode of the podcast, you already know where to find us. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> 
it shouldn't take much. It's gonna be uh, my dad, my husband, your wife, your mom. <laughs> Ooh, we have a fourth listener. <laughs> oh yeah. We should we should probably have more kids. <laughs> Yep, they'll, they'll definitely become. <laughs> That's the only way. <laughs> they'll definitely become listeners, one way or the other, right? <laughs> Whether they understand it or not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Heidi. Well, uh, I can't wait for us to do the first ep- like the first uh, comeback episode, and uh, see who we get to talk to. But um, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, happy birthday. Uh, happy birthday to you too. <laughs>